I'm Wayne Turner, and welcome to the daily podcast of Bible Track. I've developed Bible Track to be both a commentary and a daily Bible reading schedule. These podcasts cover the text and commentary, which may be found at www.bibletrack.org. So, for those who have a busy schedule but do have time to listen to the Bible being read, this podcast is for you. At the end of one year, you will have gone completely through the Bible. Today we're reading 2 Samuel chapters 8 and 9, along with the parallel passage, 1 Chronicles chapter 18. This is the New King James Version of the podcast. The King James Version is also available. In 2 Samuel chapter 8 and 1 Chronicles chapter 18, we see David the warrior. 2 Samuel chapter 8 verse 1. After this it came to pass that David attacked the Philistines and subdued them. And David took Metheg Ammon from the hand of the Philistines. Then he defeated Moab, forcing them down to the ground. He measured them off with a line. With two lines he measured off those to be put to death, and with one full line those to be kept alive. So the Moabites became David's servants and brought tribute. David also defeated Hadad-Ezer, the son of Rehob, king of Zobah, as he went to recover his territory at the river Euphrates. David took from him 1,000 chariots, 700 horsemen, and 20,000 foot soldiers. Also, David hamstrung all the chariot horses, except that he spared enough of them for 100 chariots. When the Syrians of Damascus came to help Hadad-Ezer, king of Zobah, David killed 22,000 of the Syrians. Then David put garrisons in Syria of Damascus, and the Syrians became David's servants and brought tribute. So the Lord preserved David wherever he went. And David took the shields of gold that had belonged to the servants of Hadad-Ezer and brought them to Jerusalem. Also from Betab and from Berathai, cities of Hadad-Ezer, King David took a large amount of bronze. When Toah, king of Hamath, heard that David had defeated all the army of Hadad-Ezer, then Toah sent Joram his son to King David to greet him and bless him because he had fought against Hadad-Ezer and defeated him, for Hadad-Ezer had been at war with Toah. And Joram brought with him articles of silver, articles of gold, and articles of bronze. King David also dedicated these to the Lord, along with the silver and gold that he had dedicated from all the nations which he had subdued, from Syria, from Moab, from the people of Ammon, from the Philistines, from Amalek, and from the spoil of Hadad-Ezer, the son of Rehob, king of Zobah. And David made himself a name when he returned from killing 18,000 Syrians in the Valley of Salt. He also put garrisons in Edom. Throughout all Edom he put garrisons, and all the Edomites became David's servants. And the Lord preserved David wherever he went. So David reigned over all Israel, and David administered judgment and justice to all his people. Joab, the son of Zeruiah, was over the army. Jehoshaphat, the son of Ahilad, was recorder. Zadok, the son of Ahitub, and Ahimelech, the son of Abiathar, were the priests. Sarah was the scribe. Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, was over both the Carathites and the Pelathites, and David's sons were chief ministers. Now over to the parallel passage, 1 Chronicles chapter 18. Verse 1. After this it came to pass that David attacked the Philistines, subdued them, and took Goth and its towns from the hand of the Philistines. Then he defeated Moab, and the Moabites became David's servants and brought tribute. And David defeated Hadad-Ezer, king of Zobah, as far as Hamath, as he went to establish his power by the river Euphrates. 
David took from him one thousand chariots, seven thousand horsemen, and twenty thousand foot soldiers. Also David hamstrung all the chariot horses, except that he spared enough of them for one hundred chariots. When the Syrians of Damascus came to help Hadad-Ezer, king of Zobah, David killed twenty-two thousand of the Syrians. Then David put garrisons in Syria of Damascus, and the Syrians became David's servants and brought tribute. So the Lord preserved David wherever he went. And David took the shields of gold that were on the servants of Hadad-Ezer and brought them to Jerusalem. Also from Tibhath and from Kun, cities of Hadad-Ezer, David brought a large amount of bronze with which Solomon made the bronze seat, the pillars, and the articles of bronze. Now when too, king of Hamath, heard that David had defeated all the army of Hadad-Ezer, king of Zobah, he sent Hadoram, his son, to king David, to greet him and bless him, because he had fought against Hadad-Ezer and defeated him, for Hadad-Ezer had been at war with Tu. And Hadoram brought with him all the kinds of articles of gold, silver, and bronze. King David also dedicated these to the Lord, along with the silver and gold that he had brought from all these nations, from Edom, from Moab, from the people of Ammon, from the Philistines, and from Amalek. Moreover, Abishai, the son of Zeruiah, killed 18,000 Edomites in the Valley of Salt. He also put garrisons in Edom, and all the Edomites became David's servants, and the Lord preserved David wherever he went. So David reigned over all Israel, administered judgment and justice to all his people. Joab, the son of Zeruiah, was over the army. Jehoshaphat, the son of Ahilud, was recorder. Zadok, the son of Ahitub, and Abimelech, the son of Abiathar, were the priest. Shavshah was the scribe. Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, was over the Carathites and the Pelophites, and David's sons were chief ministers at the king's table. Well, getting a promise like David did from God over in 2 Samuel chapter 7, verses 1-17, through 17, also recorded in 1 Chronicles 17, 1-15, known as the Davidic Covenant, well, that can give you a good bit of confidence. David goes about to expand his kingdom. By the way, to conquer or to be conquered was a rule of thumb in those days. To allow your neighbor to amass an army on your borders without taking any action meant that you were going to be experiencing certain demise down the road. David expands his kingdom all the way to the Euphrates River in this passage. We see that in verse 3 of chapter 8 of 2 Samuel. As a matter of fact, this is the border that God had promised Abraham's descendants back in Genesis chapter 15, verse 18, and that was part of the Abrahamic covenant. So David at this point has finally acquired control of all the land that God had promised Abraham back in Genesis chapter 15, verse 18. Now, I have a map on this page of the written notes of BibleTrack.org for today. You really should take a look at that map and see that, in fact, God did give David all the kingdom that he promised to Abraham. Here we see that David defeats and subjugates the Philistines when it says David took Mithag Amma from the hand of the Philistines. That phrase means he took control of their mother city, the capital. Then David defeats and subdues the Moabites. That's interesting. Inasmuch as David's great-grandmother Ruth was born and raised in Moab before she left home with Naomi for Israel. Moreover, we see in 2 Samuel chapter 8, verse 2, that some fascinating method of measuring by David was implemented with the Moabite prisoners of war to determine which two-thirds of them would be executed, leaving the remaining one-third as servants of Israel. 
Perhaps these Moabite prisoner executions were excessive. When David is denied permission to build the temple, he's told in 1 Chronicles chapter 22, verse 8, God says, You have shed much blood. This could be one of those times. Then David goes after Hadad-Ezer, king of Zobah, which was a Syrian province or kingdom to the south of Selah, Syria, and extending from the eastern slopes of Lebanon, north and east toward the Euphrates. This king had a chariot battalion. After his defeat, the chariot horses were intentionally crippled by David's army to prevent a subsequent attack. Saul and David had war with the kings of Zobah. We see that in 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 47, and also in 2 Samuel chapter 8, verse 3, and 2 Samuel chapter 10, verse 6. It's no wonder that King Toai brought offerings to David. His name is pronounced too in, um, in the First Chronicles 18 passage. It's better to be David's friend than his enemy. David had just conquered everything around him, and after the defeat of the Edomites, his name was known everywhere. I think we can assume that David's border with Egypt probably extended to the Nile River, and thus fulfilling Genesis chapter 15, verse 18, which says, To Abraham, on the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your descendants I have given this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates. It would appear that this was David's goal. David was definitely on a roll, and First Chronicles chapter 18, verse 13 tells us why. It says, He also put garrisons in Edom, and all the Edomites became David's servants. And the Lord preserved David wherever he went. Then take special note of First Chronicles chapter 18, verse 14, which says, So David reigned over all Israel and administered judgment and justice to all his people. David was a just king, and the Lord preserved David wherever he went. His regime was not one of oppression or cruelty. His became the Old Testament model for reigning. At this point in time, the office of high priest was shared by Abiathar and Zadok. We see that in 2 Samuel chapter 8, verse 17, and 1 Chronicles chapter 18, verse 16. That was during David's reign. If you look at the notes on 1 Samuel chapter 22, verses 6 through 23, you'll understand how this came to be. Zadok, by the way, was a descendant of Aaron's son Eleazar, while Abiathar was a descendant of Aaron's other son, Ithamar. The priesthood had been assigned exclusively to the descendants of Eleazar's son, Phinehas, back in Numbers chapter 25, verse 13, and that's because of his decisive action when Israel stumbled into idolatry. In subsequent generations, this decree seems to have been overlooked by the Israelites. Eli, who was Samuel's mentor in 1 Samuel chapter 2, he was not a descendant of Phinehas. Later on, after David's reign, while Abiathar, who was a descendant of Eli and his ancestors, had enjoyed the office of high priest, he was deposed by Solomon because he took part in the attempt to raise Adonijah to the throne instead of Solomon. That's recorded in 1 Kings chapter 2, verses 13 to 46. Thus ended the line of priests through Ithamar, just as it had been told to Phinehas back in Numbers chapter 25, verse 13. And it just took a few hundred years to make all of that come to pass. Zadok's line became the exclusive line for the high priest. As a matter of fact, it's believed by many that the name Sadducees has Zadok as its root. In Jesus' day, the Sadducees exclusively filled the office of high priest. In 2 Samuel chapter 9, we see that David looks for a way to make it up to Jonathan. Verse 1. 
Now David said, Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul, that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there was a servant of the house of Saul, whose name was Ziba. So when they had called him to David, the king said to him, Are you Ziba? He said, At your service. Then the king said, Is there not still someone of the house of Saul, to whom I may show the kindness of God? And Ziba said to the king, There is still a son of Jonathan, who is lame in his feet. So the king said to him, Where is he? And Ziba said to the king, Indeed, he is in the house of Maker, the son of Amael, in Lodibar. Then king David sent and brought him out of the house of Maker, the son of Amael, from Lodibar. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, had come to David, he fell on his face and prostrated himself. Then David said, Mephibosheth? And he answered, Here is your servant. So David said to him, Do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan your father's sake, and will restore you to all the land of Saul your grandfather, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. Then he bowed himself and said, What is your servant, that you should look upon such a dead dog as I? And the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, I have given to your master's son all that belonged to Saul and to all his house. You therefore and your sons and your servants shall work the land for him, and you shall bring in the harvest that your master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's son, shall eat bread at my table always. Now Ziba had fifteen sons and twenty servants. Then Ziba said to the king, According to all that my lord the king has commanded his servant, so will your servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table like one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah, and all who dwelt in the house of Ziba were servants of Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he ate continually at the king's table, and he was lame in both his feet. Well, before his death, Jonathan was heir apparent to King Saul's throne. One problem, though, God had discontinued the line of kings from Saul. That's recorded in 1 Samuel chapter 13, verses 8-14. through 14. And God had anointed David instead, which is recorded in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 1-13. through 13. Now that David is in a position to do so, he finds the crippled son of Jonathan, Saul's grandson, and brings him into his care. You'll recall that Mephibosheth became crippled from a fall as his nurse was fleeing with him after the deaths of Saul and Jonathan in 2 Samuel chapter 4. Typically, a king would do everything possible to exterminate the descendants of a previous king in order to prevent their ascension to the throne at a later time. David, however, honors his friendship with Saul's son, Jonathan. He gives him servants and promises to take care of him for the rest of his life. Saul's former servant, Ziba, he strikes a rich, rich deal here along with his entire household. They get the pleasure of serving Mephibosheth, compliments of David. So David has subdued his enemies, built a nice house in Jerusalem, and he has extended kindness to Saul's descendant. And David, you must admit, is on a roll. Incidentally, this man Ziba facilitates this Mephibosheth-David connection and subsequently gets a very nice job of taking care of Mephibosheth on behalf of King David. However, Ziba later deals treacherously with Mephibosheth, even lies about him over in 2 Samuel chapter 16, verses 1-4. through 4. You know, sometimes it's just hard to get good help. This concludes our podcast for today. 
I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Faith Bible Church, Paul Walker.